It sure is, and we are right back at it from now till just before 5 o'clock. Plenty of time for you to call in. This is a live show, of course. The 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Those numbers and phones are uh, wide open and ready for you. Your questions and your comments about the show. You have questions about uh, your employment rights, your workplace, your boss. Maybe you are a boss. Maybe you're thinking of starting a business. You're going to hire some people. you got to know what your expectations should be. All those questions can be answered over the course of uh, of this hour. The process of obtaining better severance, we will get to that here in just a bit in between the phone calls. And, of course, we always start every show. My brother, with the uh, the week that was, what is happening on your end? Well, I, I'm going to try not to be uh, distracted during uh, the show today. Uh, across the country, all the way in Toronto, uh, uh, Toronto Raptors are playing a big basketball game tonight. Uh, I'm a uh, big yeah, basketball game seven. fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Game seven. So I'm, I'm I'm keeping half an eye on it as we speak here about employment law. Uh, that said, we want to talk to as many people this afternoon as possible about workplace rights and to hopefully answer a lot of questions and help alleviate some concerns or problems that people may have about workplace rights. When when things don't go well at work. It affects us. I see this every single day. It's not one of those things you just forget when you leave the office and when you get home. No, you carry it with you. Uh, it impacts you, your family. Uh, and, and because of that, it's important to know what the solutions are because there are solutions. So if you're facing a workplace problem, maybe your company did something. They changed the terms of, of your job or your compensation. Maybe your boss told you that your, your uh, position is not going to be available and you have certain options. What do you do? How do you respond? Should you respond? Well, call me right now. Let's talk about that on this show. I'll answer your questions. But of course, if you don't want to talk to me right now, you don't want to get on air, not a problem. We can talk privately. We'll give you my contact information throughout the show so you can connect with me by phone, by email, and I can talk to you and give you the answers that you need. Uh, but week there was, Johnny, where I always start a couple situations that came across my desk uh, very recently. Uh, first matter I'll tell you about, I spoke with a, a nice lady who had worked at the same company for about seven years. Throughout the seven years, she's been a, she was a part-time employee. Uh, worked three days a week. I think she earned about twenty-two, twenty-four thousand dollars a year. Very happy with her job. Loved her job. Loved the people she was with. Uh, was happy to work part time because it fit really well with her family obligations. Mm-hmm. So from her perspective, she had the ideal scenario. Well, very recently, her boss came to her and said, "Good news. We have great news for you. We're going to be promoting you. Uh, we like you. We're going to give you a more senior position." And that position comes with a pay increase, but it also is a full-time gig. So you're going to work five days a week and uh, look forward to working with you. Well, here's the problem. She did not want to work five days a week. She did not. She Mm. was quite happy and quite content with those three days. Uh, Her family obligations, her family responsibilities dictated that she cannot work full-time hours and she, you know, despite the fact that she was uh, worried about it, she told them, no, I, I can't do this, guys. I, I have to work three days a week. I like my three days a week. I don't want this promotion. They were dumbfounded. They couldn't believe it. And, and they said, well, that's the job we have for you. You know, we've, uh, we've eliminated your old role. We have a better role for you, more money. Uh, so you have to take it. When she said no, she said, well, then I guess we have nothing for you. you, if you you're resigning. You're leaving your job. Hmm. So you've resigned. We, we're sorry to see you go. Well, that's, of course, when she called me. And she said, but Lihor, I haven't resigned. I want to continue working. They're telling me my job doesn't exist anymore. Well, what, what does this mean? Well, John, of course, this is not a resignation. Even though the change arguably was a positive change, the change that the company wanted to impose, they still don't have a right to impose it. 
she can absolutely say no. They cannot just change the terms of employment. Our regular listeners, uh, listeners know that an employer does not have a right to change the terms of your employment in a significant way. And going from three to five days is a big deal. So what happened here is they've terminated her employment. She's owed severance, potentially eight or, or even nine months of pay is what she's owed. And I wanted to bring this up here because it's not just bad changes that can result in a termination or a constructive dismissal. Obviously, if your employer uh, demotes you or gives you a pay cut, they don't have a right to do that. That's a constructive dismissal. But also in situations potentially where the job changes for the better, more senior position. If you're now in a, in a position where you can't take that new role, you, it's impossible for you to do, you don't really want, it's not favorable to you. You can still treat that as a termination, get severance. It's not a resignation. So I'm going to help her get the compensation that she's owed. And I think there's some uh, very important lessons there for both employees and employers. Now, this this client knew right away this is not her bag. She didn't want to do this. But what if, you know, she went home, thought about it, and thought, you know what? I like the company. I want to be a good soldier. I want to try it. Maybe my lifestyle has changed enough where I can handle this. Could she have said, you know what, guys, I want to take this out for a bit of a spin, give it a try, but if it doesn't work, I still want to maintain the fact that I don't want this. Excellent question. And she absolutely is able to do that so long as she tells the company that that's what she's doing. So if she doesn't know if she can do full-time, but she wants to try it, she has to tell the company. Company, I'm not sure I could do this, but I want to try. So for the next couple of months, I'm going to work full-time hours, and then I'm going to tell you how this is working for me. She does it for a couple of months. If she's happy, great. If she's not, she can still say, no, this is not working for me. And if they tell her too bad, it's still a constructive dismissal. But it only works if you're telling the company that's what you're doing. If you're not telling the company and you're working for a couple of months and then say, hey, now this is not working for me, you may be stuck. You may be considered to have accepted what the company did. So if you're going to face a change to the terms of your employment and you want to try to see how this impacts you, that's absolutely fine. But you have to tell the company exactly that that's what you're doing. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have questions over the remainder of this hour. Live show, of course. Call in and ask Lior what you uh, what you need to know, what you've always wanted to know. Maybe it's just for a friend. Or a family member that is uh, is fine as well. What else is uh, what else is going on for you? So, John, I spoke with a, a gentleman who had worked for the same company for get this thirty nine years. Thirty nine wow. years, good for him. Uh, he's an older gentleman in his sixties uh, and worked again, obviously doing a great job. You don't last somewhere thirty nine years if you're not doing a good job. Well, very recently, his his boss, a, a, a much younger boss, uh, I have to say, uh, started talking to him often about retiring. Very Mm. often, in fact. Oh, are you thinking about retiring? When do you want to retire? Why aren't you retiring? Hey, think how much fun (laughs) it would be if you retire. Oh, do you really want to, you know, hang around here? Wouldn't you be better off on the golf course? At Uh. one point, he even found a a, a brochure for a retirement resort on his desk. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I don't make this stuff up, Johnny. I really don't. Oh, my God. Uh, And, you know, it made him feel uncomfortable. And I think it would for most of us in that situation. He wasn't ready to retire. Frankly, he couldn't afford to retire financially. And and he he was very uncomfortable when clearly they they were trying to give him the message that you got to get out of there. So he called me frustrated and asked me, what do I do here? Well, here's the thing, John. It's it's clear what this company is doing. They're hoping he'll leave so that they don't have to pay him severance. If they terminated his employment, they'd have to pay him severance. After 39 years, he easily, easily gets two oh, years' yeah. pay. Oh, so they're yeah. trying to push him out. 
But the, the thing is this, they're creating a poison work environment when they're making him feel uncomfortable because of his age, dealing with retirement. That's actually a form of age discrimination. Even though they haven't punished him, they haven't fired him because of his age, they're making him uncomfortable. They're talking about his age. They're making suggestions as to what he should do because of his age. That is actually illegal. They cannot do that. So what I told him is this. You can actually treat this situation, if you want, as a constructive hmm. dismissal. This uncomfortable right. situation, this uncomfortable work environment that's been created could in and of itself be a dismissal, a constructive dismissal, and you can leave with severance. What we've agreed that is I'm going to, instead of doing that, because he doesn't want to leave if he can avoid it, I'm going to send them a letter reminding them to, to back off, and he doesn't want to retire. But it's an yeah. important lesson there for everyone that your employer cannot distinguish uh, amongst employees based on age, cannot mistreat you, cannot threaten you, cannot push you out because of your age. Anytime we're dealing with age, it's a very fine line between what's acceptable and what's not. And if you think your employer crossed that line, call me. The law doesn't take favorably on that. We do have an aging workforce across the province, across the country for that matter, and you have a right to work as long and as late in life as you want. To reach out to Lior, by the way, anytime, 604-283-3123, help at employmenthour.com. Lori, I see you there hanging on the line. Stick around. We'll get to you after a short break. Plenty of time for you to come in and call as well. We'd love to hear from you, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Employment Hour continues right here on CKNW. That is the number to call indeed and star 9898 on your cell. You've got the remainder of this hour to call through and ask your questions. Lori, good afternoon. Thank you for hanging on. How are you today? Not too bad, thanks. Great. What's uh, what's your concern? I wondered if a person is entitled to any type of um, pay or, um, of course, I've lost the word now. Um, Severance? Thank you. Um, after five months of employment. Yeah, the answer is absolutely yes, uh, no question. So let me be even more specific. So let's say five months of employment. What kind of a job? Uh, it was a trades job. Okay, good. Uh, trades job. Uh, no union? No. Okay, and, and how old is this individual? Uh, 20. So after the, the main factors, of course, are age, position, length of employment. So because he's a younger guy, obviously at 20 and five months, he'd probably be looking at three weeks of pay. Okay, that's what he would be owed, about three weeks pay. Uh, did he not get that? Uh, no, just, just the, the paycheck. So what, what he, he can easily do is he can reach out to me, uh, and I'll make sure that uh, we help him. We can send a letter on his behalf. Usually that resolves very quickly. We'll talk a bit later on the show about the process to get better severance. But, yes, that's uh, that's what he can do. And, and it's a very important question there uh, because a lot of people think that, oh, you only get severance if you work a certain period, period of time or uh, if you're in a very senior position. No, everyone that loses their job is entitled to severance. Now, how much severance depends on those factors, but you are owed compensation. You are owed severance if you lose your job. That's big news. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate that. To reach out again, 604-283-3123, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of the Orange crew. And help at employmenthour.com is also the uh, the way to go. So uh, the process for obtaining better severance, tell me why we're talking about this today. Well, John, I, I spend a lot of time on this show uh, talking about severance, and I tell people, you know, here's 
how much severance you're owed, and if you didn't get it, mm-hmm. call me. And, and you know, literally, that's where the money is. A lot of people don't understand how much severance they're owed, and they end up losing money on the table that that's theirs, and sometimes to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars or more. But I figured that a lot of times the reason people don't pursue severance is there's misconceptions, not just about how much severance you're owed, but what it takes to get it. Let's face it. No one wants to get involved in a long legal battle. So if people think, oh my God, if I talk to Lior about getting my severance, it's going to take months and months or years. It's going to cost me tens of thousands of dollars. I don't need that. You're right. You don't need that. And that would be absolutely silly to do. So what we want to do is tell you how actually simple and straightforward in most cases it is to get severance. We're going to spend some time talking about that process. What happens when I see someone that uh, that comes to see me that loses their job, their old severance, what do I do and how does severance actually get improved? Well, before we even get into the uh, the literal dollars and cents of it, I'm betting, in fact, I know this from past calls we've had on this show, that when somebody loses their job, the, the actual severance is not the first thing on their mind, is it? You're right. Uh, usually, the first thing that I get is, I lost my job and I shouldn't have lost my job. Uh, I, right. I get people, for understandable reasons, that are upset about losing their job, that say, well, it was wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, or my company said I did something I didn't, or they told me they were restructuring, but they're not really, and I'm upset about losing my job. Well, the reason we're, we spend so much time talking about severance is because despite the unfairness of being let go, the company is allowed to do it. An employer can generally let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, as long as they pay severance. That's why I focus on severance. That's why when someone comes to me about losing their job, I have to turn this about severance because that's what the law can do. The law can't make your employer a better person and and make them treat you better necessarily. The law can make sure that you get severance. So you can be let go pretty much for any reason, uh, except, of course, if it's a discriminatory reason. You cannot be let go because yeah. of your age, your medical condition, your sexual orientation. But otherwise, John, it comes down to severance. That's why we need to understand how does one actually go about getting the severance that they're owed. Questions about this? You have questions uh, otherwise about the topic we talk about each week here, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So got plenty of time to call in this afternoon and ask those questions. Talking about getting proper severance, uh, we talk about getting fair severance, but how is that actually accomplished? So here's the thing. Obviously, the first thing I would do when someone comes to see me is I would uh, talk to them and make sure that they're owed more severance. <laughs> over 90% of the people that I speak to when they lose their job, over 90% are owed significantly more than what they've been offered because <sighs> the uh, employer has, uh, either hopes that the employee is not going to know any better or the employer itself doesn't know. So once I've identified that severance is owed, usually we engage the company in a negotiation. I would send the company a letter saying, I've been retained by this individual. Here's what this person is owed. I would make certain uh, proposals for resolution and engage the company in a discussion. So it's all it's that simple. Usually the company will respond back with an offer. We go back and forth a bit and resolve it. In many cases, I'm going to say in most cases, John, it's that straightforward. You know, potentially in 80 plus percent of the cases, that's how it resolves. We send a letter, they respond back and forth. You're done within a couple of weeks or so. You have a better severance. You sign off on a proper severance agreement and, and you move on. 
And just to be clear, when we're talking about proper severance, I'm not talking about a situation where you've been offered twenty-seven thousand dollars in severance and it should have been twenty-nine. No. Yeah. In most cases, John, when people see me, it's a situation if they've been offered twenty-five thousand dollars in severance, they should have been offered sixty-five. So if you don't believe me, try out severancepaycalculator.com. But for the, for our purposes right now, we engage the company in a discussion. We send a couple letters back and forth, and we get it resolved. The number, 604-280-9898, if you have any questions that we're talking about or about your severance, possibly looking at a severance offer right now, or calling for a friend or family member. That's always a, a diligent thing to do. So in your experience, how common is it that individuals get legal advice after they lose their job? <laughs> You know, it's uh, since we've been doing the show, it's more common because people hear yeah, the show, good. hear the show, and they realize, yeah, we, we need to do something about it. Unfortunately, it's still not very common. I still think that eight or nine out of ten people that have been let go don't get advice, either because they're afraid to, they, yep. they don't know they should, they think that their employer's offer is fine, etc. There's a number of reasons, or, or they just are, are too stressed out by the whole situation. And get this, John, employers count on that. Employers rely on that fact that most people are not going to get advice, Mm -hmm. which will allow employers to pay a lot less severance than the employee is owed. So if you're listening right now, you know better. You know you have to get advice because if not, you're going to contact me when it's too late, two years later, when you realize, holy cow, I was owed another $60,000 and I didn't do anything about it. So no get advice, you don't like me, speak to another employment lawyer if you don't like me. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. You can do that right now. Make sure you don't sign off on anything before you do that. You know, and it's funny, as you know, I'm not a lawyer, but we've been doing this show for enough years that people ask me certain stuff. You give them the basics, okay, you only run them through the severance pay calculator on the phone or in person, okay, they do that. You tell them the situation. And it's like, it's simple, just re-actually, or like, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. It's like, oh, you want to strangle them, it's so easy, but it, you're so right. So many people don't even, at that point, get off their butt and call you when it's so simple to do. It's frustrating. It must be, you know, 10 times as frustrating for you. At that point, John, it's fear of the process. When people hear lawyers, there's a bad connotation. Oh my God, I want to involve a lawyer. And and you know, in many cases, when you when things get quote unquote legal, it could be a bad thing. You know, in criminal law, in divorce law, you know, all those things can can take long, long time to resolve. It could be complicated. In most cases, not the case in employment law. Oftentimes, it's just about sending the company the right message that you're serious and we can resolve it quickly. So don't be afraid of the process. It's not a long process. It, it, it takes weeks rather than years. It's not something you're going to have to worry about in terms of court. So yeah, don't be uh-huh. afraid of the process. Instead of that, make sure you get what you're owed. Don't be afraid of the phone call either, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 to call in for the remainder of this show. We'd love to talk to you. We are talking about obtaining better severance. You get this word all the time, too. Do I have to sue my former employer to get better severance? Well, remember what I said before, that in the vast majority of cases, we engage the company in a negotiation. So we send a letter, they respond, go back and forth, get it resolved. Now, in some situations, the company responds and says, oh my gosh, no, no, we don't want to pay more severance. Rare, but it happens. In those cases, yes, you do have to take formal legal action. But here's the thing. Number one, that is the exception, not the rule, number one. Number two, even in cases where we have to do that, even in those cases, the matter is going to resolve quickly. It's not going to take years, not even close to that, number one. And number two, it's not going to actually go to court. 
Okay, one percent, one percent. I'm being generous here. Of cases actually go to court. The other ninety-nine percent settle, resolve way, way before that. So, if you have to take legal action against your employer, it does not mean you're going to court. It really doesn't. Your your chances of having to go to court are slim, extremely slim. Either way, we're going to be able to resolve the matter. Either way, it's not going to take a long time. So please don't be afraid of that process. And it's not its not only the person who just got let go doesn't want to go to court. I mean, companies don't want to go to court because then they got involved. Their lawyers, it's easier and quicker for them just to settle with you and make it a simple matter, right? Absolutely. It's simpler yeah. for everyone. It's cheaper for everyone. It's a yeah. lot less headaches, which is why the matters resolve Good for the employer, good for the employee, and sometimes it's just about showing the company that you are serious, that you're not going to get pushed around. That's all it takes, and once they know that, company's eager to resolve. Anjani, I see you there on the line. Hang on to it. Take a quick break here. Stay with us. We will get to you and your phone calls as well. We have open lines. Come on in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Employment Hour on CKNW. We will get back to our chat about obtaining better severance, though, 604-280-9898 to call in and uh, and ask your questions. We have uh, Anjani. Anjani, uh, laid off a long time ago, no severance. Is that the basic gist of it? Hey, Anjani. Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to find out. Uh, I got laid off in 2006. And uh, the company said they were closing down, they're filing bankruptcy, but uh, nothing like that happened. And uh, we. Yeah, go ahead. So, got her there. Yeah, she's still there. Go ahead. We may have lost her there. Yeah, from the notes I had said laid off a long time ago, got no severance, we had not know a long time ago. Right, so she says she was let go in 2006. Obviously, yeah. the unfortunate thing is that she'd be out of time. There is a two-year limitation period, two years. So this is about 13 years, so nothing can be done. Now, this is a common situation, just from the little she said, that a company says, oh, you know, we were really going to go out of business, but they don't. So yes, she would have absolutely been able to pursue this matter. And we don't know how long she'd worked there, if it was a year or if it was 25 years, but she could have been out significant severance. So you certainly don't want to wait on this. If, if you lost your job, you're not sure what the status of the company is. You're not sure if you should be getting severance. Hey, spoiler alert, you should be. <laughs> but if you're not sure, call me. Don't wait 13 years to do that. Always a good idea to talk to me as soon as possible so that I can help you get what you're owed. To reach out, of course, 604-283-3123, help at employmenthour.com. But for the purpose of the remainder of this hour, you know that number, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Talking about obtaining better severance, we know that it's a simple process. Uh, they call you, you take them through it. It's not difficult. It's not divorce law. It's employment law. Likelihood of success, what is it? John, and it's interesting. People always ask me, uh, you know, am I go- going to win? Well, let, let's be clear that that's actually not the right question. This is, I don't see this in terms of winning or losing. I see this in terms of how much are we going to improve your severance by. Right. Uh, winning is only in court, and we're not talking about going to court. That's Again, that's 1% of cases. We're talking about how much we're going to improve severance, but I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to get involved unless I know that you're owed more severance, unless I know that you can improve it significantly. 
So if I tell you, yes, we can do this, that means we can, and it means you're going to improve the severance, and it means that you're going to ultimately be far better off. Now, in the 1% of cases that have to go to court, yeah, of course we're going to be successful if we're going to go there. I'm not going to take a case and, and that, that has no merit. But that's so rare, John, that it really is not something that anyone should be overly concerned about. Ultimately, it's about improving severance, doing it quickly, and allowing allowing you to move on and not having to think about your former employer, think about uh, uh, this process for very long. That's the name of the game. The next question after that one, obviously, is, uh, is it a costly venture? Well, John, here's the thing. One of the other reasons where people don't get advice, they think it costs a lot of money. Well, let's be very clear. Not so, not true at all when it comes to employment law. Number one, most of our cases we're able to take on a contingency basis. That the idea being that we're only going to uh, take a, a percentage of whatever we're, we recover over and above what the company has already offered the individual. And, and, and so that means you don't have to worry about it. That means that we're on the same page, on the same side. There's no issues. Even in cases where the person prefers not to be on a contingency, Fees can be very small, very nominal, and in either way, either case, we negotiate compensation for legal fees back from the company. So right. number one, you don't have to worry about paying. Number two, uh, the company will ultimately cover a good chunk of the legal fees. So don't let legal fees scare you. At the very least, let's have a chat. Let's find out what's at stake. You know, if it's a thousand dollars that's at stake for you in terms of your severance, that's one thing. But what if it's Sixty thousand, a hundred thousand happens all the time. I see it every day. Make the call. Go to severancepaycalculator.com and let's make sure that you get what you're owed. Because you know, you think about it. You're down and out. You've just lost your job. Obviously, money's a concern. It's not going to be the most expensive thing you've gone through in your life. It would make absolutely no sense. Well, yeah, absolutely. By definition, my clients don't have a lot of money because they just lost their job. Okay, and then money is a concern. They still have to pay their bills. They still have to pay their mortgage. They still have to make sure that they continue living while right. looking for another job. So if I said, hey, don't worry about it. Pay me thousands of dollars. That would be silly, wouldn't it? That would be just crazy. So because of that, what we do, we're able to work on a contingency basis with most, most of our clients because if we didn't, then people wouldn't be able to afford the process. So don't be afraid of the process. Don't be afraid of the legal fees. Not something you have to worry about when it comes to employment law. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Karina, thank you for uh, for hanging on. How are you this afternoon? Um, good, thank you. Um, good, what's going on? I just have a general question. Um, uh, my husband got let go uh, with just about almost hitting the first year employment. So I'm just wondering what kind of selfish uh, he can get usually. Sure. Uh, talking about severance after about a year of employment, what kind of a job was your husband doing? Management job. Oh, he was a manager. Good. And uh, what? Uh, how? Sorry. How old is your husband? It's just he's sixty last year. So just someone in his actually situ- this year uh, this month will be sixty-one. Sixty-one. Okay, I understand. So someone in your husband's situation would be looking probably at about four months' pay, and it could be even higher. It could be as much as six months, depending on how senior a position he has. So anywhere from four to six months' pay. What what did he get? What did they offer him? I think I remember right. I don't remember that exactly, but I think if I remember right, probably only a few weeks he got. Maybe maybe two weeks or something like that, or maybe four weeks maximum. And how long ago was this? 
It was about last year. Um, let me see here. Yeah, last year, I think March. Now, did he have to sign any documents to get that uh, that payment? I don't remember. I don't know actually his situation. He didn't say much, but it just um, the detail I didn't know. So, so, Karina, very important that you speak to him about mm-hmm. this, and here's why. If mm-hmm. he had to sign something, it's probably too late to do anything about it because he would have given up his rights to, to get his full severance. If he did not sign anything, then he's owed a lot more. If he only got a couple of weeks' pay, and I told you he owed, he owed four to six months' pay, that difference is huge. I, I, I don't know how much he was earning, but it's probably going to be you know a few tens of thousands, I would think. So, Can I ask you, yes. even though his employment is less than a year, so Absolutely. he can get that much? Okay. Absolutely. Not only that, short service employees are treated disproportionately better than long service employees. So you have an, you may have an employee that's only worked for a few months who could still be owed a few months of severance. Really? So absolutely, Karina. You want to have him reach out to me as soon as possible uh, so that I can help him get uh, what he's owed. Hopefully he hasn't signed anything, and if he hasn't, I want to speak to him as soon as possible. Let me do what I do, which is to help him get a severance. Karina, here is that number to reach out. It is 604-283-3123. Have uh, your husband call that, 604-283-3123 to get it rolling and see if there's uh, something else you can take it further. Would be a would be a smart move uh, anyway. For, uh, 604-280-9898 or uh, 604-280-9898 and star 9898 on your cell to call through for the remainder of this show, the process of obtaining better severance. You want to do it. You have to do it. You owe it to yourself and your family. Uh, as far as the length of time it takes on average, what do you think to resolve it? So there, there's two two branches here. Number one is if we can resolve it without taking legal action, right. uh, which is the vast majority of cases, you're looking anywhere from two to four weeks. Okay, That's on average how long it should take if we do not have to take legal action. In cases where we have to, because the company is not being very helpful, the process becomes a bit longer. It's more in the three months to four, five, six month range, three to six month range. That said, John, remember Mm -hmm. what I said? I said three to six months. I didn't say uh, three to six years. I didn't even say one year. And it's one thing if uh, you know you're, you're owed a couple of thousand, but if I tell you, listen, it's going to cost three to six months, but you're owed another fifty thousand dollars. Well, yeah. I think it's important to allow me to take that time to get you the severance that you're owed. But the, even that is the exception. In most cases, we can resolve it within a month, and and you can get the severance that you're owed, sign off on that document, and move on to uh, to bigger and better things, hopefully. What uh, what advice would you give somebody who's working with an employment lawyer to try to improve that severance? Well, number one is you want to have uh, documents, the important documents uh, that, that, that are uh, relevant to your job, have them available. Your employment right. agreement. Uh, you want to have a copy of any bo- bonus policies. Obviously, the termination letter. Have those documents there. Number two is I would uh, Im- speak to a lawyer immediately. Okay, I would speak to a lawyer not uh, six months later, uh, not after you found another job before. Your negotiating powers against an employer is stronger if you haven't yet found another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and number three is give the listen to the lawyer, okay? Because you may have misconceptions about severance, about the legal system, about law. 
listen. Just listen to what the lawyer has to say. If I tell you it's going to take a certain amount of time, it's because I know it will. If I tell you this is what we need to do, it's because I've done this more times than I can ever hope to count, so I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. Right. So have confidence in the process. The law is quite good when it comes to, to working and employment law. You just need an opportunity. You need to give it an opportunity to help you. Last couple points of this topic coming up, plus your phone call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll continue after a short break. It's the Employment Hour on CKNW. Still got some time to call in, ask your questions. That would be excellent, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Just getting Jeff ready on the phone, though. Uh, we'll take his call in a second here. So I'm going to love an easy one over the plate for you, pal. In your experience, what percentage of people receive inadequate severance? Over ninety percent. Okay, and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I've studied this in, in the you know fifteen, gosh, sixteen years now that I've been a lawyer, uh, and I have statistics for it. We look at it very closely. Over ninety percent of people uh, accept are offered inadequate severance, uh, and it's it's almost a guarantee. And I'm being conservative when I say ninety percent. So if you're looking, if if there's ten people right now that are going to walk out of a termination meeting with their severance papers in hand at least nine of them, those papers are going to provide for a lot less than what they're owed. Uh, And the question then becomes, what do they do about it? Most of them, unfortunately, are going to sign off not knowing better, not not wanting to do anything. The the, the few are going to do the right thing. They're going to contact me. They're going to go to severancepaycalculator.com, and they're going to walk away with better severance in accordance with what the law says they should have, John. Going to flip over to the uh, phones, as always. Jeff, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you this afternoon? Hi, good. Uh, thanks for uh, doing this, you guys. Sure. Um, as it turns out, my wife just gave her notice. And uh, the main thing I'm wondering is uh, it's all new to us because she's been there 11 years. And mostly I want to know, how do how do I protect my wife's rights, even though I, uh, we're pretty sure the company is going to screw her? Like, should we just go out and get an employment lawyer right off? So, Jeff, I'm not sure I understand what the issue is. What, why, why are you concerned? You, you well, said I'm she gave sure notice. I'm pretty sure her on her severance. So did she give notice? She has given her notice. So if she gave notice, she's actually not owed severance because she's de- if she's deciding to quit, then severance is not paid. Severance is only paid if the company decides to let her go. Oh, I just assumed severance covered things like uh, all your vacation pay or whatever was owed to you and stuff like that. What do you call that? No, that's just called amounts owing. That's uh, called unpaid amounts. Severance is the, an amount of money that's paid to an employee uh, or, or in, in lieu of notice of termination. So if a company lets her go, they have to compensate her for a period of time. That could be six months, 12 months, 24 months, depending so, on her age, position, and length of employment. So if she's owed vacation she's pay, leaving the company, is she entitled, aren't you entitled to something every year that you've been there? No, you're not. Now, she's entitled to any accrued and outstanding vacation pay, of course. She's entitled to get paid for uh, uh, any uh, wages earned. If they don't pay her, let's say, her outstanding vacation pay, the right thing to do would be to file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch. They'll, they'll take care of it right away. But no, you don't get anything like that uh, uh, if you des- uh, like you describe anything per year of service unless the company lets you go. Severance is not something that you get if you decide to leave voluntarily. It's something okay. that the company pays you. If they're the ones deciding, they're not going to keep you there, that they're going to let you go. Then they have to pay you a certain amount of money, and that's what the severancepaycalculator.com website does is helps you estimate that, but that does not work if the, if the employee decides to leave voluntarily. 
Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, I thought all that was rolled up under the the title severance. So, no. okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the. God, it'd be nice if it was that way. Yeah, you know what? I've had enough nice? here. I've been here twenty years. I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah, give me my money. <laughs> that'd, yeah, no, that'd be a sweet that deal. No, uh, not, only if the company one, lets someone go. Right. One final thought on improving severance. A lot of people will wonder this as well, and this is probably a factor why a lot of people don't want to stand up and call you and, and carry forward. They're 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 afraid of damaging the relationship with the employer, right? Absolutely. That that is common. Yeah. No one likes to burn bridges, and you know what? No one hates burning bridges more than me. I believe in, that you should always build bridges, not burn them. And here's the thing: when I work with someone. I work really hard not to burn bridges for them. So when I send a letter on behalf of the employee, it's not a you know a crazy thing like I am going to sue you unless you pay more money. How dare you? No, that's silly. Yeah. It doesn't work, and that could burn a bridge. I would send a professional letter saying here's the concerns, here's what we believe is right, and we want to resolve this professionally, quickly, amicably. And in the vast majority of cases, not only is the bridge not burnt, but we can also negotiate a reference letter. Uh, Etc. from the employer. So no, I will not burn bridges. Uh, and certainly if you are concerned about that, that is not something you need to worry about. And not only that, any communication that goes out from me to the company, you're going to see, you're going to approve. And if you're not comfortable with it, it's not going to go out. So you never have to worry about me going off on my own and doing something that's going to upset the company and burn bridges. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I'm a very big believer in not doing that. Reaching out, by the way, is simple. It is 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. Fern got an email from Fern. He says, uh, I have been put on a performance improvement plan for 90 days. If I do not complete everything on the plan, they will terminate my employment. The things they are asking me to get done are not all in my control. Do they have the right to terminate me without severance pay? Well, that's obviously a very difficult situation for him. You have yeah. to do X, Y, and Z or, or else, but wait a second, I don't control those things. You know, Y and Z are dependent on other people because, uh, you know, it's rarely that everything we do is, has every, has only to do with us. So what does he do, what does Fern do? He tells his employer in writing that the expectations are not reasonable and that the expectations are not just uh, going to be dependent on him. He has to tell him that. He can't be silent and quiet about that. Send an email, Fern, to your employer saying, Employer, you told me I have to accomplish these things, but you should be aware that those five people also are involved, and I won't be able to do it unless those people do what they're supposed to do. Make sure they understand that. Put that in writing, okay? No, don't say it verbally. Now, despite this, if, if the company decides to let him go because they say that, mm -hmm. the, that he didn't meet the targets, remember, in the eyes of the law, that would be a termination without cause, not a termination for cause. Therefore, Fern would be owed severance. It's very difficult to terminate for cause. It's reserved for the worst offenders. And uh, Fern doing his best but falling short on some target is not going to be cause. He's going to be owed severance. Fern, send that email. If you are let go, make sure you get your full severance. Call me if you have any doubt or any questions. Interesting note here from Robert. He just wrote in, says, I've been working at a pharmacy for over 13 years, five days a week. The owner came in on this past Friday and told me that he has to reduce me to one day a week only. Can he do that? Well, absolutely not. Abs unless he's still going to pay him for five days, but he's only going to nice. have him work one, then no. And In which case, hey, can I get a job there? But <laughs> if that's not the case, of course, that's a huge pay cut. 
That's a constructive dismissal if there ever was one. So no, you, you can absolutely know that that's not something your employer could do. So what do you do? Tell your employer, no, I'm not agreeing to that. And if they do it anyway, you can and you absolutely must, in that case, treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with your severance. Remember, if you don't do that, if you decide to go down to one day a week and let's say a month later they let you go, now the severance they have to pay you is calculated based on the one day a week. Terrible Ooh. situation. Yeah, that could be right there. Uh, you, you lost 80% of your severance. No, don't let that happen. Say, no, I'm not going to do that. And if they enforce it or, or try to force it, you leave. I'll help you get your severance based on the five days a week. That's absolutely a clear and unequivocal constructive dismissal. Yeah, that situation, there's really no point to not standing up. I mean, what's the worst can happen? They let you go for not doing it, and you're going to get severance out of it. I mean, you really can't lose. You'll lose your job, but you can't lose in that situation, right? Well, in some situations, it's much better to lose your job than to continue yeah, gotcha. working. Absolutely. Can you imagine what's better, to leave with your full severance or go down from five days to one day when you're making peanuts now? By doing that, you've given the company the right to reduce your pay again in the future. And if they let you go at that point, you lose more severance. No, no, no. Much better in some cases to leave. So I would say, and this is exactly that situation. Better off leaving now with your severance, with your head held up high, without walking away from uh, rights that you otherwise have. Going to do it for another day. Uh, good stuff. Appreciate all your calls. You want to reach out to Lior or Leah for that matter. Uh, now that we are off the air for uh, for this uh, remainder of this week anyway, up till next weekend, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. The email address we get from is uh, help at employmenthour.com. And always, 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 before you make any move, even the phone call, severancepaycalculator.com as well. It's been the Employment Hour. We'll see you here next weekend on CKNW.